0: In this episode of the Macworld podcast, we take a close look at the iPhone SE. Who should buy Apple's new phone and why? Stay tuned. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Life Johnson. Hi. Jason did an in-depth review of the iPhone SE. We posted that the other day. So we thought we'd just Talk about Apple's new phone. We'll start with the outside and then work inside of the phone. Does that make sense? Sure. I got it in for and did a quick unboxing before I shipped it off to Jason. And from what I can tell, the iPhone SE looks exactly like the iPhone 8 except for like a couple of cosmetic things.
1: They moved the Apple logo down to the center where it is on all the new phones. In that iPhone 8 era, there was all this regulatory stuff where they had all these little tiny texts about like manufacturing. Model number, all that stuff, all that stuff's gone.
0: I actually liked have... that stuff a little. <laughs> I, I it's kind of useful yeah, because if us, you yeah. ever
1: really didn't know what model you had, you could right type in a weird not right. model number and search. And now that's in the software, um, but it is nice and clean looking.
0: Yeah.
1: So, uh, so other than that, it is definitely an iPhone eight on the outside. All the buttons are exact. The camera not mop- bump is exact. I mean. You can use any if you have iPhone to 8 have case. a case
2: from the iPhone 8. Yeah, exactly. You can just slap it on there. So.
1: Yeah, which yeah. is really nice because there's a ton of that stuff out there. There are a
0: yeah.
1: ton of iPhone, and nobody has to go out and manufacture new iPhone SE cases. And the yeah, iPhone 8 isn't which, so old that nobody's making them anymore.
2: Right. That's the thing, is that yeah, exactly. The, the case makers, a lot of them, if you looked on Amazon and stuff, they just updated their profiles and slapped iPhone SE in there. They they were not even trying to make new stuff, and so I thought that was funny.
1: Three years ago, when the iPhone eight came out, we weren't looking at it as a really tiny phone, mm-hmm. but every phone sense, has, every iPhone sense has been bigger. Like even the small model of the iPhone. Phone, the iPhone XS and the iPhone 11 Pro, like the smaller of the OLED ones, is still a little bit taller and about as wide as this. So this is the smallest phone Apple's made in several years
0: yeah, since it's the iPhone relative 8. relative now.
1: Yeah, and it's very light because it's not... The, the iPhone 11 Pro, which is the closest you can get to this, is steel, so it's heavier. So it's very light and very small by... Modern phone standards, especially modern iPhone standards, but even Android phones. There's not a ton of them this size Being made new
0: one major change with the outer shell of the iPhone se is that the face on all three Color options are is black
1: Right. It used to be if you got the white iPhone 8 you kind of had a
2: white the bezels were white and now it's not now
1: It's always black
2: I'm happy to hear that. You know what? I always hated that. Like when you would see those gold or rose gold phones and stuff, and or the iPads, and they would have that white front. It just clashed to me. I'm glad to super black.
1: Yeah, it only looks good when it's off. When you're trying to exactly. see content, I, you know, black border is much nicer to see. Also, there's, and they did this with the iPhone 8, but there's a product red edition. Usually you have to wait a while for that to come out, but that's available right from the start. Because they made it for the iPhone eight. So they have the they have the casting and stuff for it. So it's um uh, if you like that red, I really think that's a sharp color. So it's black, white, or that product red color.
0: Yeah, that red stands out a lot. I, I like that red. Whenever they Apple ships the higher end phones, they do that thing like you said, where they delay the iPhone product red. And mm-hmm. I always wish they would ship it at the same time because I would buy that one. I don't want to seriously. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I don't want to I'm not to wait 3 months to get the phone. But. Yeah.
0: Yeah, especially, you know, because of our purposes we need the we need the phones as soon as we can. We can't just wait. Maybe that'll change with the iPhone 12, who knows. So yeah, the exterior of the of the iPhone SE is pretty much the same as the iPhone 8, but then when you dive inside it, there's there are a lot of changes, especially with especially in terms of the processor.
1: That's actually really the only change. Um, it's uh, iFixit did their teardown, which is always great. And people who are curious should go look. And the camera modules are the same. You can even take the iPhone SE cameras and the iPhone 8 camera modules and like swap them, and they work. <laughs> so it's like same hardware, same battery. Uh, but the processor's updated from the A11 uh, from the iPhone 8 to the A13, which is what you get in an iPhone 11 or 11 Pro, the fastest thing out there.
2: And, and it's uh, that, crazy if you look at Jason's benchmarks, it's just like blows the iPhone 8 out of water.
1: <laughs> and that's, I mean, even an iPhone 8 wouldn't be a bad for a $400 phone. Like yeah. for a $400 phone, getting iPhone 11 performance is nuts. This $400 iPhone is faster than pretty much any Android phone you could buy for even like $1,200, like any Android, that's
0: ridiculous. Yeah, in terms of the bang for the buck, it's it's pretty incredible. It, it almost left me a little speechless because I was sitting there going, you know, the idea that for $400, I can get the same performance of the phone that I have right now, which is the right. a yeah. lot of Max, Pro Max.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with, I mean, some people are disappointed that they just kind of take an old shell and, and put things right. in there, especially now that they have edge-to-edge screens and stuff like that, but that's part of the reason why. They've gotten the manufacturing and production of this down so well that it's just cheap to make, right? Like they can crank out, they've made so many of these cases from the iPhone 8 over the years. And remember, they keep manufacturing the iPhone 8 for a year or two after after it's no longer new. They keep making an iPhone 8 as an older model. So they can just crank out this screen, this case, these camera modules. Like this stuff is easy and cheap to make. Uh, and they don't have to retool production lines and all that other kind of stuff. And that really factors into it.
0: If you're wondering about battery life, Jason did some tests with the battery life and he found, I, I think it's you know not surprising that the battery life on the SE is shorter than the iPhone 11. It's a smaller phone, smaller battery. And your results, it's marginally, it's it's a s- small increase over the iPhone 8.
1: Yeah, it, not um, not that you... Not enough that you're really going to notice. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you have an iPhone 8, you've been using it for a couple of years. Right. Then your battery is not getting probably the the longevity it used to. Um, and if, of course, if you have an older iPhone, it's going to be way better than that. But the last couple of years, Apple has really upped their battery life gain you know, the iPhone, like sort of 10s and iPhone 11 had a really good battery life gains. And you don't, you don't see that here. And that's, if there's anything that's disappointing, it's that they didn't cram a higher density battery in there. Like you can, at that size, you could get more milliamp hours if you were spending money Mm -hmm. (laughs) to do it. Mm -hmm. And they, and they didn't do that. So it's, it's kind of impressive. They get the same battery life with way better performance but it's a little disappointing that, you know, compared to other modern iPhones, it really is a lot shorter battery life.
0: Uh, one major difference between this phone and the other phones in Apple's lineup is the camera. You get a single lens camera. I mean, maybe a lot of people are wondering if it's a single lens camera. Is it? Is it a good camera? It's-
1: I mean, if you're really into photography and you're not like, I'm not going to spend that much money on an iPhone then yeah, it is because they're, this is the same sensor as the iPhone eight head uh, on the front and back, but they use the a 13 to do much better image processing. So you get really good smart HDR, you get better dynamic range. It can do portrait mode only with people uh, <laughs> with on both the back and the front camera, which is really good. Uh, it's the first time. They've been able to do it on a front camera that didn't have like the true depth module for face ID and everything, but it's not as good as like the iPhone 11's cameras have. Uh, They do way better in low light and then they have night mode and they have the deep focus stuff because they have full coverage focus pixels and that's how they, how they do that stuff. Uh, And they have a higher resolution sort of wider angle front camera, which is, you know, a little better for selfies and stuff. So you do get a, Better camera experience with the iPhone 11 Plus. You get a ultra wide camera in addition on the back, or if you get the iPhone 11 Pro, you also get a uh, telephoto camera. And this just has the single camera, so there is a difference there. It's they got way better quality out of the same camera hardware, but as the iPhone 8, and so it's much improved over the iPhone 8, but it's definitely not up to the level of the 11. For a four hundred dollar phone, it's great though.
0: Right, right. You
1: know, and the video quality, and especially like four hundred dollar phones, generally have pretty poor video quality. This is doing all of that um, sort of wider dynamic range video stuff that they do with, on the iPhone eleven. That all works here. So the video four K video on this four hundred dollar phone looks really crisp, really good, really good dynamic range. It's pretty impressive.
0: Just for people who may, might be wondering about the portrait mode that only works on, on people, is yeah. that is that because of the, the way the algorithm works?
2: Well, because yeah. it's based on machine learning, they can eat, you yeah. know, people, it's really easy to come up, you standardize a, a portrait of a person you have a pretty good idea of what a person is the problem is when you come in with dogs and everything like that they're, you're you're throwing different species into them or
1: just physical objects out. or something exactly yeah. um yeah. you can even trick it because you can take a portrait mode like picture of a picture a flat picture and it'll work because it's just doing machine learning on what it sees mm-hmm. instead of the um other modern iPhones are using the difference in what multiple ang- multiple cameras see, since they have different focal lengths. So you can see what's cl- closer and further more easily. Uh, so you're getting like sort of a true depth map, and that's why they can take portrait mode shots of things that aren't just people. Uh, and th- with the iPhone 11, it's just kind of guessing based on a person what a person looks like and. cutting a mask around hair and stuff like that it's actually doing a really good job considering but but that's all you get
0: the one thing that makes me hesitate about the iphone se is the lack of a night mode because Mm -hmm. i'm kind of the family documentarian so i take you know i take a lot of pictures for for our own historical sake and for my family so and Sometimes I got to take pictures at night or in in dark, dark settings. And yeah, it's important for me to have that
2: night mode.
0: Yeah. Just that night mode is
2: so good. You can't even like imagine going back once you have seen it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, That's the other thing.
2: Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I mean, used uh, it, it's
0: like, I don't want to lose it.
1: Yeah. Even just it's indoor photos, just when it, where you just don't have a whole lot of light on it, just, it's so much better. And yeah, so there is a, a major difference there. I think it's, you have to look at who, what the market is for this, like who it's for. Um, it's a little unfair to compare it against a phone that costs $700.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and and there aren't a lot of say $400 Android phones that are kicking its butt on low light photography. But yeah, that's the one area that I wish they could have done something. with.
0: Uh, another area where we kind of wish they did something with came up and that's in regards to the notifications on how they work on the iPhone SE. Can you explain that a little bit?
1: Yeah, like uh, other modern iPhones, there's no um, 3D touch anymore. They're doing haptic touch, which is basically you long press something and you get a little feedback, a little click feedback and you get options. So you long press on an app icon and you get things like edit the screen, delete this app and so on, right? And it works on the iPhone SE, in all the places you'd expect. You long click a link so that you can see a preview of the web thing, you can long click an address, you can long click a time or something like that to set a reminder, but on notifications in either Notification Center or the lock screen, it doesn't work at all. And nobody really understands why. There doesn't seem to be any good technical explanation for why that would be. So it's really a drag because there are a lot of useful, quick actions that you could take on notifications. You could send a reply right away, like to a text message. Uh, I, I use it all the time on my ring doorbell because it sees motion and I want to snooze the motion detection because somebody's out there. I don't want it like telling me there's motion at your front door, like over and over and over. So I long press the notification, snooze 30 minutes. I can't do that on the iPhone SE. There is a bit of a workaround, you can swipe the notification over to the left, swipe it left and you'll get options like view or, or clear or whatever. So just tap, swipe it left and tap view and then you get the full notification, like it'll expand and you'll get the options that you would normally get. So it's like sort of an extra step, but it's just frustrating that haptic touch is working everywhere except that very obvious place.
0: Yeah, other media outlets have Confirmed this with Apple, which seems like a weird, it just seems like a bug, but apparently it's not. It just seems odd to me.
1: Yeah, they they gave the, the sort of standard working as intended thing, which is kind of a cop out where they, that doesn't say they're never going to change it, but it doesn't say it, it's a bug, right? Oops, we're going to fix that. So I would not expect it to be any different.
2: It does seem like it's one of those things where they're artificially limiting a phone to make the more expensive expensive ones more freely. It's a
1: strange way to artificially limit it. Though. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah
2: definitely. Because
1: to make haptic touch work everywhere except that,
2: I, yeah, I just don't get that at all. And another thing, I think, you know, maybe I'm wrong about this, it almost seems like it's the type of thing you have to explain for people to get it so it's not like a, oh the you know the iPhone 11 has a lot better camera you easily understand that you know you have yeah. to explain what half so, so yeah that's um, another reason why
1: it's weird. A, t- a tiny little difference also between modern iPhones and this one is that it doesn't do tap to wake which is n- something I didn't realize I used 100 times a day until I didn't have it that's really <laughs> weird um, it, uh, that's true of a lot of sort of the older Touch ID model iPhones is that they had rays to wake, but you could, if they were just sitting there on your desk, you couldn't just like tap the screen to see the time or something. You had to like pick it up. Um, but I, it turns out I used that tap it to see the time and my notifications like all, I use that constantly and I didn't really realize
0: I did that until it was gone. Yeah, I do that all the time too. So that that would drive me crazy if I couldn't do that. <laughs> Overall, it's a really attractive phone. It's, you know, I keep, yeah. it, there's um, That's the, main the thing. We
2: can't say too much about it. It's got a fast processor. It looks like the iPhone eight. Yeah, boom, it, it's four hundred bucks. It's the iPhone eight
1: where they just yanked the processor and stuffed in the iPhone eleven processor. That's boom end of review. It does have a little bit better cellular connectivity and Wi Fi connectivity. That's Wi Fi six and uh, better cellular like MIMO stuff. So m- minor improvements there. I think most of the people in this market aren't like oh, I don't get my full maximum Wi-Fi speed. You know, it's, it's not like that top level concern of most people who definitely doesn't support 5G or anything like that. So.
0: so should people go ahead and buy this phone or wait for the iPhone 12? I know it's totally different markets.
1: Yeah, it, I think it's a totally different market. If you're looking for a high-end iPhone, if you have any iPhone made in the last couple of years, this is not really an upgrade for you.
2: You're not even um, looking at those, really.
1: Yeah, I mean, even if you have something like an iPhone 10, and you're like, oh, this is such a faster processor, you're going to be missing those things like Face ID and emoji and your OLED screen and stuff like that. Uh, just uh, hold off, wait for that iPhone 12. This phone is really for those people who they're hanging on to that iPhone 6S from five years ago and they're like, I really need an upgrade, but I don't want to spend $700, I don't want to spend $1,000. This is finally going to get them to upgrade. You know, we talk about it being $400, but for most people here in the US, it's not going to be $400. It's going to be $5 more on your cell bill for the next few years. Like, it's going to be kind of this invisible upgrade, or it's going to be free when you agree to open a new line for a couple of years, something like that. It's, uh, it's not even going to cost $400 for most people or not obviously. <laughs> so yeah, this is the big upgrade for those people who've been holding out forever or those people who use Android phones because they're affordable and they would like an iPhone, but they're just that they're like, Oh, iPhones are priced out for me. This is really an option for them to get a good iPhone experience in the price range that they're used to. I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to the, Apple's going to sell like a gajillion of these things around the world. <laughs> this will be a big hit in markets like South America and India and stuff like that, where there's a lot more price sensitivity.
0: Well, if you want more information on the iPhone SE, you can check out uh, Jason's full review on macworld.com. We've got a bunch of other articles as well, like where to buy it, uh, what you should do when you get your iPhone SE, Life has an article on iPhone SE cases. Uh, We've got information on the whole haptic touch notifications that we talked about. We've got a whole bunch of articles on iPhone SE. So check out macworld.com for more information. That just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 696. I'd like to thank Jason Cross. Thank you. And thanks to Life Johnson. Thank you. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com, or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.